Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are listening to in the world and whatever time zone you are on, you're most welcome. This is chapter six, episode six of the This Is Us podcast, Talk Till the Cows Has Come Home. Now I am nervous. Now I am out of my zone. I am joined today for chapter six, focusing on my relationships by a podcaster herself, Miss Carly Mahoney. Hello, my darling. How are you? How are you? Uh, how's it going? Come here. We have had trying to get you down to do this has been an ordeal. And then you said, Look, I can get down to you for 10 o'clock, but I have to be gone by. Yeah, we've been talking for the last two and a half hours. Yeah. Like, it could have been a podcast. Yeah. Do you know what? We probably should have stuck it on record there a while ago. Absolutely. Yeah. It would have been golden. It would have been golden. But we actually probably would have got... I'm gone. I can't even speak. That's that's a force. I'm so chuffed. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Are you really? Yeah. It's not my my gaff anymore. No. It's not my podcast. And plus, we're talking about relationships. Maybe that's why I'm all muddled and all muddled, yeah. But I said that at the start. I said, look, there's going to be slurping tea. There's going to be M's. There's going to be ums. There's going to be... I had a dog barking last night because I left the window open because it was too too warm. There was phones beeping. And this is not going to be a huge setup. This is just a message to get each chapter across to to the listeners and maybe give them a feel of what the journal holds. And, you know, you are lovely enough to take one off me, have a look and come back to me with feedback that maybe went, wow. It works. Yeah, absolutely. I was just so mega grateful to receive a copy of it in the first place because I was just so blown away at it making it in the first place. I think there's so much that goes into the production of these things alone, let alone the wonderful idea that you had for it. Like the work that goes in to get it out there is insane. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so proud of you for taking that step and putting it out there because it's going to help so, so many people. I'm blown away by everything about it. Well, I thank you. Thank you. And I think I revealed it and I, and I was itching because it was nearly there, thereabouts. And I explained to you the long process that goes on behind the mm-hmm. scenes. And even when I <clears throat> released it last week, that was just a proof copy that I had to go through with a fine tooth comb. Mm-hmm. People said, oh, when can I get it? But I actually was way back in, was it May, June? That was on your podcast with Sean. Yeah. And you threw it back on me with the what now. <laughs> But I'd already told you about the journal and as soon as you put it out there, people are asking about it. Yeah. And then I was under pressure of, what I need to get this out. I need to get this out because I've, I've said it now, you know. I'm so sorry about that. No, I know. But uh, no, but then I listened to the way you were speaking and even off air, you were saying, oh, can I have one of them? I'd love to try one of them. And I mm-hmm. said, right, you know, you deserve one. I want you to have a look at it. Yeah. And uh, it meant an awful lot for you to come back to me. And I just said... Each guest is going to pick a sort of subject that suits them. And they were tipping away and people were picking them. And you went, which one do you want me to do? And I said, just come back to me with something. But then there was down to three and then there was down to... And you said, you know what? And it was the one that was left. So I think this is a calling. Ah, absolutely. It's definitely out of fearing out the way it was supposed to. I can't make up my mind what I want for my dinner, Mm -hmm. let alone what I want to speak like intricately about and get into. So... Yeah, I think it's good that this is what we were left with. And to be honest with you, any of the chapters would have been lovely to to get into. But yeah. this, I think, is very fitting at the moment. At the present, in the what what is. Yeah. Yeah, so the yeah. what, so maybe let look back at the what was 
when it comes to relationships, how has that changed to today? Oh, wow. So it's only been in the past year, Marcus, that I think I've kind of, I always kind of suppressed anything got to do with relationships because I didn't want to revisit them, but simply because a lot of them ended really badly. Okay. I've had like really bad endings with people. And I mean, as regards friendships and romantic relationships, it's always been kind of like tumultuous endings. And I always wanted to just kind of avoid it and let it go over the head. And it was only in the past year that I'm after kind of revisiting. Because my heart is a little bit, I wouldn't say healed, but has healed a bit over time. Um, I'm able to look back on them now without them catching me in the chest and and getting that lump in my throat. Mm -hmm. I'm able to look at them now from almost a third person because it's over now. So I'm looking at it from the outside and going, right, I can really see, don't get me wrong, people went wrong and they made mistakes, but I'm really seeing where I was and the mistakes that I made. Mm -hmm. And looking back at some say romantic relationships and how it's changed so much since then is that I noticed I had like almost a vicious codependency in some of the relationships that I was in. And at that time that would have never been apparent to me, mm-hmm. but I relied heavily on certain partners for my happiness. And that was very unfair of me at the time. I didn't realize. And I just thought that I loved these people so much and I placed so much, um, Emphasis so much, on your happiness, on how they behaved or you know what, what I mean? you got. Yeah. And their mood determined my happiness or how I was going to be set up for a day. That's a violent amount of pressure mm-hmm. to place on any human being. Like, that's not right. Do you know what I mean? Also, I was a lot younger. I was growing and learning at the time. If, I, if that had been apparent at the time how heavy that was on the person, I'd have never done of it. Of course. Uh, listen, hindsight is fantastic to yeah. be able to look back, but that's what that that old saying is, you know, you either win or you learn. Yeah, yeah. You know, you never lose. It's you win or you learn if you take something from it. So this self-awareness that you've developed within yourself mm-hmm. of I was codependent or I may have shown insecure attachment styles or whatever yeah. it may be, yeah. your actions you're now looking at from, as you said, a third party, but sort of went, Jesus, I carried on. Yeah. To the point where you actually want to apologize to some people. Yeah. Um, Because... Yeah, you were a little bit foggy and didn't know where you were. Mm-hmm. It was just actions. I can see how it would have been like an awful lot for some people to take on and and just very heavy mm-hmm. to put on a person. And it's only now that I'm older and like that, yeah, that age, you think you have it all figured out and you're never the problem. Of course. You're no, never no. the problem. And if I hadn't known at that time how problematic my behaviour was, Jesus, I'd have never done it, but... I, I really didn't see a fault in my habits at that stage. No fault whatsoever. I just love you and I do everything for you mm-hmm. and you should love me for that. You can't, you can't force somebody into loving you or you can't buy your way into somebody loving you. Like that's not how it works. Just because you do something for someone doesn't mean that they have to reciprocate in the way that you've done something. Yeah. You can love differently. You can't force somebody to love the way you love. Do you know what I mean? We would have been brought up differently. I mean, you have different wants and needs, different beliefs and values. And yeah. if your beliefs and values, I always feel, if your beliefs and values match, you have some way of winning because you both value each other's 
uh, own opinion. And then we go down to love languages and stuff like that. But some people do like a cup of tea in bed and that's enough love for them. Yeah. And some people like the grass being done where some people like affection. But having that awareness and discussing that will allow the other person to stay in the good books. Yeah. As you said, instead of, he doesn't do that. Ah, oh, yeah. You know, or even your friends going, I can't believe she's acting like that because that's not the way I'd act. Which they don't know. Yeah, because I would have had... I wouldn't have experienced an awful lot of overly affectionate love in my life. So the love of my life um, would have been like, as you said, small gestures of kindness and and loving people through caring things. But it's not, I love you so much and vocal expression. Mm-hmm. I would have never really experienced that. So I thought I was, at the time when I was younger, I was like, well, I don't really have love in my life, so I'm going to outwardly express how much I love everybody. And this is how you show love. That was how I taught you showed love. And when someone wasn't singing and dancing about how much they love me, I was like, they don't care about me. They don't mm-hmm. love me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we look when, for validation for people, places and things. We just have to give, you know, to, to allow us to get us up to feel a six or seven and eight during the day. Yeah. You know, but we, we, we rely on people, places and things. If I have this, if I have him, if if you know, if I'm living here, if I'm going there, that makes me feel an eight. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, if I don't have it, I'm really only a five or a four. Yeah. And when we have the power within to get ourselves to eight without people placing things. Yeah. And I think you are on this journey right now to start getting yourself, you know, feeling that way. Yeah. Different set of eyes. My idea of love has most definitely changed. And again, in a friendship way and a relationship way, in a sense that I really was, I led myself to believe that the only show of affection was if you were vocal and if you were outward about it and if you plastered it everywhere. That was my brain's idea of love. Now I see how much love there is in small gestures, in just spending time around people, in sitting in silence but someone allowing you to sit in silence and just being there beside you. They are the biggest shows of love ever, whereas my younger brain would have never believed in that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where... The dynamics of me relationships have changed so much in what I expect of people now as well. Whereas I would have expected so much more when I was younger. Now, don't get me wrong, like I have boundaries and and I know what I deserve, if you will, but it doesn't have to be all balloons and banners. No. And red carpets. No. It's it's the small things that definitely mean an awful lot to me. Well, action speaks louder than words, and and it's easy to say love bomb or tell people. They just these affectionate phrases. It's easy to say that because mm-hmm. it's so easily done and it's so maybe carelessly done at times. Whereas when people actually use their mouth and communication for the right way and discussing stuff, the relationship grows. Mm-hmm. But same words like, I love you, I miss you, you complete me. And it, it can fill people's heads up with, oh, I'll never be the same without you. You know, when they break up, they feel as if they can't go on without this person. And it's so like... And and those little words, they sit with us. Because when someone said, you complete me, it's amazing. But you complete yourself. Yeah. I, I think you only learn that with age. So. Well, an experience and hurt, yeah. sadly. Yeah, I think you only learn that over time. Because again, in past relationships, the love bombing, see that? Ah, that was my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you love me? Oh, you think I, you cannot breathe without me? Perfect. Wonderful. I'm all in. You have me. I'm all ears. Because again, my belief was that this was the only real true show of affection. When really, that's not it at all. If somebody approaches you and they're so quickly pushing all this on top of you, 
that's not that's no. not correct no. No. and that was where I kind of faltered in relationships before I thought that love bombing was just me being the most fantastic thing in the world and somebody else seeing that in me when really it was their projection and their codependency of just wanting to be in a relationship and it didn't it almost doesn't matter with who with those kinds of people yeah, and I think once there's someone there, but yeah. I think when when you pick up on the energy, and don't get me wrong, you can click with someone, and there's no better feeling. You do feel all that love, and you do feel all that. Oh my god, this is amazing! But you can still share things without having to use those words or feel as if I need to be with this person twenty four seven. The intensity you can allow, and and I get that with friends as well. Mm-hmm. You want to be around people that make you feel good. Yeah, like, and I always say, find what makes you feel good and do plenty of it. It, within limits because when it comes to relying on someone and this people are the only thing that make me feel good that's not really good either because people will go away yeah you will lose you will lose people yeah. yeah um and dealing with grief and dealing with loss it, it, it can be a massive part of that because we've put all our faith into someone else yeah when you meet someone and relationships and friends that you may grow apart mm-hmm. naturally that happens because when you stop doing the things that you used to enjoy doing or when you stop going to see or socially doing stuff that you used to maybe do you're sort of that's not my gig anymore you sort of just fear away naturally yeah Yeah. and it makes it a lot easier rather than it's gone yeah I think it was my naivety in all sorts of relationships as well because the way I seen it was well if I'm your girlfriend I just love you and that is it and I only love you and that is all and and all I need is you. I would have been quite like that then myself, like all I need is you because this is what way it's meant to be. This Mm -hmm. is the way love is supposed to be. It's just supposed to be me and you and that's the naivety of it all. It's actually like, that's not the way relationships are supposed to be. I think sometimes you're looking for an out. So if you're unhappy with your friends group or if you're unhappy with maybe your lifestyle and all of a sudden this knight in shining armor or this Cinderella comes along. You're like, Oh my God, this is the savior to take me away from everything. Mm -hmm. But again, having a conversation with yourself and we'll get onto the relationship with yourself and being honest enough to say, I don't like going out every weekend. I don't like spending time in that group chat where it's toxic. I don't like listening to people or following that person on social media. They're the relationships that we still, we sort of just take for granted where we, we have to the ownership of them too, I believe. Yeah. Who we follow or who we look at. And, you know, obviously you would have a quite a high following on social media, mm-hmm. but that was true. You as a person and your journey through uh, cancer. Mm-hmm. And that would have drawn a lot of people to put you onto this TV screen. Yeah. And your relationship because you're warming, you do, you come across as, oh, I'm so relatable. They feel as if they have a relationship with you. Yeah. And that's sometimes when it is just you trying to put a sparkle into someone's day or raise awareness with some of the points you're bringing up. That's it. Whereas sometimes they feel that they might be able to speak to you or say things or comment because they don't know that boundary. Yeah. People have this very, very peculiar entitlement to you. Um, when you put yourself out there like that and you share a certain aspect of your life, people then begin to believe that they're entitled to know every single thing about you. Um, I received a really weird exchange recently um, off a person and they were basically just running amok that I had not 
reply to them. They are demanding that I speak to them. And how dare I not give them the time of day? And it was very excessive, Marcus. It was on so many different forms of social media. Like, it it was a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that is so bizarre. There's people out there that just believe that, like, just because you're there, you have to tend to my needs. And that's the way it is. Like, I have, again, friendships that my own friends would never dare dream of expecting me to answer them back or, or be if at their beck four and days, call. Within four days, I'd be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but be at their beck and call and they're strangers yeah. losing the rag because I've not gotten back to them and I have to get back to them because I follow you. Nobody owes anybody anything in this life, much less anybody that follows them on a social media platform. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like... I owe me friends and me family and me loved ones. That's what I feel like. I I owe those people things absolutely in this life. That's my view. Not strangers that I don't know. No. Not no. And, and you know you you can't win. So I'm sure because they'll have a comment to say, and a, and a judgment I suppose yeah. of oh she's so ignorant. You know, but you have a life. Yeah. You know you you allow your time where you have your Q and A and you give yourself space if you're doing a live and. You're allowing that, listen, guys, I'm going to answer these questions if I can. Mm-hmm. But that's your that's your role for yeah. two hours. And then you can just go off. But when you're getting the constant messages, I can imagine that can really hurt you. It's so overwhelming, yeah. America. Some people are hitting you with these traumatic stories of their lives. And then, do you know what it is? Some days you're just so exhausted and you'll read a message. A message will come through and you'll read it and you'll be like, I actually haven't got the emotional capacity to give you the respect you need for the story you've just told me like I haven't got the emotion in me that you deserve at the moment therefore I'm not going to reply because I can't give you what you need right now yeah I I wouldn't call it I'm trying to it wouldn't be like love bombing but it's like they're dropping bombshells on you to catch our attention to get you that you're left with how am I going to deal with this yeah and that's that's tough so again having relationships that are strong enough for you to be able to say I need to step away and give me that strength and to help you and back you up is important. Yeah, but when you want to step away and take some time, people almost take offence to it. <clears throat> and they take it very personally. And they think that you have a problem with them directly when really you just need to rest and recuperate so you can communicate properly with people. Mm-hmm. But automatically, it, it's a paranoia thing, isn't it? People are like, oh, she's not talking to me. She doesn't want to speak to me. She's looking for excuses not to speak to me. I'm a very upfront person, Marcus. If I don't want to speak to somebody... I will most definitely let, let know. you know. Yeah, I, I won't go around the houses. No. I won't mess about Don't with it. I get that from you. Like, I have no problem. Yeah. So when I, it's just, an, it's very hard to take when people take it so personal when you just need to take a little bit of time back for yourself. And then you have the whole, a very peculiar thing that I've uh, witnessed in friendships, uh, especially since social media came into play and since I started putting myself out there. I would have had like friendships with people and got along really well with them. And then I'll hear stories back of people saying, oh, she said you're on terrible ignorance since you've, since you've started using Instagram or whatever and, and that you don't be on to her anymore. And I'd go and look at the conversations that I've had with this person in the past while I'd click into like conversations on, say, Instagram or on WhatsApp. And the last messages that would have been sent were by me. Mm-hmm. So now you've stopped communicating with me, but you're running the narrative that I have no time for you and that I don't want to be on to you. That's a very easy... like a very easy escape in a sense because it's like, oh, look, a whore and a followers. She's no time for anybody. Yeah, yeah. and that's just that's the forced deflection, whereas we, I spoke with Mick Gibson about communication and hopefully that chapter will waken people up a little bit to actually say, 
have you got a problem with me and I'm speaking to you here on the phone or I'm called you up or I'll meet you for a coffee? Yeah. Because it's easy behind a text or it's easy behind a, a message and then when something has relevant, something relevant to say, oh, sure, she's gone too big, but yet you sent the last message. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's you know, communication has died a little bit when people can't be honest. Yeah. And behind, hiding behind social media is the easy out. Mm-hmm. Asher, she's this because. People just conjure up this idea because you've not spoken to them in a while. And because there's, I have a few followers on Instagram that, oh, she thinks she's too good. She, uh, do you know who she thinks she is now? And I'm like, it's so bizarre because you have not tried to communicate with me once. And now you're making it out that I have no time for you and I'm too good for you. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it's a lot. It is a lot. It's very peculiar. But I think what you do is you share... You know, you've shared your, obviously, your recovery and you, you brought us on a journey when you weren't well to, to the other side. But now you've found this new way. So you might do yoga, you might do your gym, or you might do the sauna, or you might do the sea swim or a hike. And you share that and you're just putting that out there. Mm-hmm. It's up to the person at the other end of that screen to say, do you know what? I'm going to give that a go. You're not asking them to pop along with you. You're just saying, this works for me. Totally up to you. Yeah. And that's enough. Mm-hmm. that should be plenty because I think that's the movement that I'm hoping to get with the journal for people to learn off each other and say get out of your comfort zone you can't expect Carly to answer me in a text message and tell me will you be there today at 2 o'clock because I won't go unless you're going to be there that's just something I can't cope no. with I cannot cope no. with I'm not going unless you're gone it puts an awful lot of pressure on people I think it's very unfair we're all grown adults people have a million things to do in a day you can't be expected to hold someone's hand through everything. Now, don't get me wrong. It's definitely circumstantial. And depending on where someone you love is at, your friend is at and say they physically can't get themselves out of the house. Mm, and they're like, mm. right, you know what? I will yeah, hold your hand and I will yeah. bring you. That's fine. But there's an awful lot of people, Marcus, that wouldn't even be on like a strong wavelength with you. They wouldn't be overly close to you. And they'd be placing all this responsibility on you. And this is where it comes in about boundaries in your relationships as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm finding as I get older, I'm becoming an awful lot more firm in my stance. And I'm having more respect for it. Because before I'd be like, oh, do you know what, Carly, just do that to keep someone happy or just do this to keep the peace. I can't do it anymore, Marcus. Because I've, I've done nothing but keep the peace all my life. I've done nothing but bend what I want to suit other people. And like that, the older I get now, I realise that I don't want to do that anymore. No, and, I, and that's that's strong enough. I think that's some of the questions in the journal was said, like, is there areas that you might want to improve or the relationships that you may want to... And to have that confidence to be able to say, you know what, I did try my best and it's not really up to me now. Mm-hmm. And giving yourself that peace. Yeah. The, the journal is only to give us a little bit of thought and insight to maybe saying, okay, well, maybe I will try and mend it. And if it gets thrown back in my face, I can actually just say, well, I try it. Mm-hmm. You seem to have a quite strong to say, you know what, I've done it and I'm okay with it and I'm letting it go. Now it's about new relationships and forming new relationships and the energy that I put in to where I want to go. And as I said, it's taken me weeks to get a hold of you, you, you a million miles an hour. I met you on Sunday at the beaches. I'm free all week. It's now Thursday. Oh. Between Sean going away and between, now we got a hike in yesterday, but between running off here and doing this and going here, and you're nonstop. Yeah. So, you know, what's the relationship like with you for you? I feel like I've, I wouldn't say that I've started to, me plan is to start repairing it, say, but. The what now? As of what now? As in, going forward, that's your plan. Yeah, going forward, that's your plan. But right now at the moment, I feel like I've only recently become 
very aware of how much I dismiss myself. Like I just said, for the sake of others. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you know what? Like I'll only get two hours sleep, but I'll, I'll just go anyway because I need to do that. Or if my friend needs me, oh, do you know what? I have my nails boot for three o'clock, but she's saying I need to collect her at four. I'll just, I'll just cancel my nails. I'm so used to doing these things. Oh no, do you know what? I won't go to the gym because she wants to go here at this time and I won't go and I, and I lose out on all the stuff for myself because I'm so concerned with... Letting on someone else down. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, do you know what, Carly? Maybe you feel so bad towards yourself because you're so okay with letting yourself down all the time. How are you when people let you down? I don't get let down. I have... This is turned into a terrible session. Yeah, I've conditioned myself into not being let down by anybody. I don't get my hopes up for anything. I don't have high expectations of anybody. This sounds very morbid and it's not, it's actually my protection of myself. Mm -hmm. I know this probably sounds very pessimistic, but it is my protection of myself in in a sense that if I make a plan with somebody, I literally will not believe I'm gone until the last second because I know that people's plans change. Someone could wake up in the morning and feel really down, they don't want to go. There's so many different factors as to why somebody will make it to a place that they won't make it to a place. So it's very difficult to let me down. Okay. I don't get myself worked up over it. Well, that's... Yeah. That's fair. That's a good thing. I suppose that relationship with yourself where you don't... Because sometimes when we are prepared to maybe sacrifice the nails or sacrifice doing this for coffee or doing something for someone or for you to help someone else, because when we do so much for other people, that when we don't get stuff done for us, it's like internally, it's like, wow, all the stuff that I do for people and they can't even do this for me. As an adult, I've discovered that that's my choice and that's the person that I am. And just because I am that way doesn't mean that anybody else is. It took me a long time to get set mm, up, mm. a very long time. So um, I think, yeah, in the past couple of months, I've definitely learned how to pull it back a little bit to myself and go, do you know what? I actually don't want to cancel my nail appointment. I want to go to it. So do you know what, lads? I'm not going to be able to go. And I'm sorry if I'm letting you down, but I need to do this for me today. And... And I like that. Yeah. I don't want to do it all the time because I do believe in compromise and friendships. And, and I don't mind dropping a few things here and there. And I really don't. But it's not the law that I run myself by anymore because that was just how I functioned. I don't matter and that's it. And now I'm like, no, do you know what, Carly? Maybe you have such low self-esteem or you had such low self-esteem because you did keep on telling yourself in your mind that you don't matter and what you want to do doesn't matter. Now it does matter to me. And now... I realise I'm just as important as everybody else. Oh, a million percent. As, as I said, you know, people look for validation from people, places and things. Yeah. Now you're giving yourself your own validation. But Mark, you have to. No, of course. You get to a yeah. stage where you have to. Mm-hmm. And I feel okay with that. Yeah. Whereas Actually, before I'd have been riddled with guilt. Yeah, yeah. And look at me, look at my nails and I haven't, you know, being okay with that. And it's, it's kind of liberating because, you, you know, you're not, it's not in a selfish way because mm-hmm. there's different languages we can use and, and, and communication, how you speak about it and say, well, I'm doing this and I don't care. But it's actually said, you know what? I need this today for me. Yeah. And if I need 20 minutes away from my phone, if I need an hour's nap, if I need, because you love a sleep. Oh, lo- come here, love a sleep. I get none of it. That's the gas part. But you do look, you say, look, I need admit it. You say, listen, I'm going to be tired. I might be late in the morning. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. Because you're just owning it then and you're giving yourself the time and space that you need. Mm-hmm. That's getting a healthy relationship with yourself. Yeah. Whereas I've that's I've only started doing that in the past year, Marcus. Whereas before I'd be running on zero then, 
nobody would be getting any use to me. I'd be no, I'd be no fun to be around. Mm. So realistically, I wasn't doing myself a favor nor anybody else around because I was going around in the horrors all the time. And you know what? When you put yourself by the wayside, so much you become resentful. Even if you're doing it out of goodness and oh, the yeah, kindness yeah. of your heart. That's what it says, yeah. So when it- You can be full of resentment mm-hmm. for people. And that was the way I was. But like I said, now I'm at a stage now where I realise, Carly, you made that decision to cancel your appointment. You're a grown woman. That was on you. You could have said no. You can't turn around and blame your friend mm-hmm. for that. Whereas before I would have. And I think that's growth. Yeah. That's just growth because I think the people that... You know, when you break up with someone or if you have an argument, you'll always point a finger, but she did, he did, mm-hmm. this, that. You know, at the end of the day, if we take the fault and say, it was my fault for allowing it to happen. Yeah. It was my fault for allowing it to go on too long. It was my fault. And Depending ha- on the situation, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But to be able to own it and say, do you know what? Maybe I was just as much at fault, but letting it go. Yeah. That's the perfect relationship, just to be able to say, okay, we'll let it go. There's no animosity there. But being able to look at yourself and saying, okay, from now on, and you're doing that. Mm. You're st- taking a step by step each day, but you're looking back and saying, yeah, I've come a bit a long way. And ever since I've started paying myself a bit of respect, I can feel myself the same change because mm. I wouldn't have never had any before. And now I feel like I'm a little bit more solid in my stance. I have more respect for myself. And I feel like I can stand on my words a little bit better because I'm honoring myself. Mm-hmm. I never done that before. And now I have a general better idea of myself. I'm more confident in who I am and what I say now. Because the relationship with yourself has grown. It's evolving and changing. I wouldn't say for love now, money, Marcus, that I'm the most confident person in the world. I'm quite insecure I struggle with insecurity but you're starting to speak to yourself in a more kinder way absolutely and that from years of maybe not hearing the Mm -hmm. nice language being spoken about you or to you may have stuck with you and that can start from junior infants to football teams to family environments to friend groups to exes to everything I was never taught to value myself never and through no fault of anybody's to be fair like my mother is a spectacularly intelligent woman Oh my days, she is so, so smart. The emotional intelligence, because of the generation she grew Mm -hmm. up in, feelings were not acknowledged. Therefore, she finds it, and she'll say it herself, she finds it difficult to navigate with me. She's gotten an awful lot better over Mm. the years. She finds it difficult to navigate with me being so emotional that this, I think that was where, like, the narrative with myself, like, I never really learned to value myself so much because these conversations weren't had growing up yeah do you know what i mean and she never realized that that would have had a knock-on effect on me as an adult she could never understand why i was so insecure yeah because they that's just that the way it is their, that's that just the way it is yeah, yeah yeah i saw a lovely quote there to be a parent to be prepared to learn again ah oh, come here because when you bring a new generation in be prepared that they're gonna learn stuff that the parents wouldn't have been told yeah. and to be open to that and if you're prepared to say Build that relationship and your mom and you are. You said to me you were going to Georgie Dancing the other night. I walked away thinking, what am I doing a class at Georgie Dancing? Yeah, very funny. I was just couldn't get the vision out of my head. Yeah, I know. She's my little best friend. I I spoke openly about how I wouldn't have been overly close to her growing up. Mm. Um, and then that switched then when I kind of hit me teens and we've been best friends ever since. We really, really have. Um, but I heard a saying, I where I heard it. And it wasn't that long ago. I, do you know what I think it was? And I hate saying that and this does me everything in. Mm-hmm. 
I think I seen it on TikTok and it was like, go easy on your parents because this is their first time on the earth as well. And I was like, ah, no, not me little man. Because you're roaring and shouting at them thinking, well, you must have it all Mm -hmm. figured out because you're a parent, so you should know better. No, she shouldn't because she never did this before and she's still navigating. She's still meeting chapters of our life and parts of herself that she's never known. She's growing through things she's never been through before. So how dare I? Put all that pressure on her. You should know and you should have known. No, she shouldn't have because she didn't fall out of the sky with a real book in her hand and nor did I. But 15, 16, 18, 21-year-old Cardi wouldn't have seen that. Oh, no. she And she was to blame. Yeah. And I'm like this because of you. No. Mm-hmm. She did not know and she is learning and growing as am I. And now I see that. And now I can value that. And I love watching her. I see her coming through avenues of her life. I see her, what she's doing at the moment. She's an awful lot going on in her life at the moment. And I'm so proud of watching her function through because I never could. Yeah. I was proud of watching her functioning through when I was sick because I could have never done it. So her relationship has flourished going through all of these situations together. Well, that's the, like the most important. And it's lovely. With, I think... It's, it's a way to maybe finish and come to an end because the first relationship that we have and the most nurturing is meant to be with your parents. Yeah. It's the first point of contact and it seems to be this is even getting stronger. It's growing stronger because you're both looking at each other in admiration. You're both have each other's back. You both know you mess up yeah. and you acknowledge it and you say, let's go. Yeah. And it's a lovely, lovely thing to hear. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll end it at that. Because we'll never stop I know, talking if we don't it's, stop talking. It's 33 minutes. And I said to myself, 20 to 25, the limit has been 25. Um, I just want to say thank you very much on, on taking the time to, to have a look at the journal and to, to giving it your time, to giving it a go and, uh, and for the feedback. Thank you for sparking ideas in me that wouldn't have been sparked unless I read the prompts are spectacular the layout is fantastic and one thing that I love about your journal that I've never seen in anything whatsoever is you're held accountable Mm. you're held accountable because you're prompted at the start of the month you're prompted at the start of the week should I say and this is what way you look at everything the start of the week and then it comes to the end and it's like well the end of the week so how did you get on I've never seen a, a journal a book do that I've always seen the prompt at the start, work on this and that's it. And then the idea is there at the start of the week and it's there for about two days and it leaves you and that's it. You've brought it to how did you get on this week and how did it work throughout the week? Yeah. I, would, I wouldn't revisit unless I was told basically and I'm so grateful. Well, that's it. So it works for both. But I also do say that I want to try and get a movement going and I'm excited to get it out there because people will have their own ideas for their own chapters and if they can start maybe sending in some feedback because if you can gain a community where people can try things out even the inner child i have a load of fun things to do there might be other stuff that people do like that that aren't on the list but the prompts are there to give a little sort of push in the right direction and anyone that journals will know you'll start off with a prompt and you just allow the pen it just something something different comes out yeah but at least it's something to go right i'll start with here and have a think about it and it's giving you it's twice a week once at the start and once at the end but it's giving you time i'm going to give myself 20 minutes to journal yeah just for this piece, and then I'll go next week again. So, and then obviously the month, why? Because doing that for four, like four weeks, you will get a little bit more understanding. Ah, oh, come here! You're gonna learn something along the way. Just one thing. Yeah, that's, that's all, all you, you need, you know. And because you're gonna bring yourself into the next month with something new. And if you can pick, pick eight or nine things throughout the year to learn about yourself, that's insane. Yeah, 
That is insane. Some people don't learn something new about themselves in five years, but let alone a couple of we weeks. We are our best teachers. So oh, that's yeah. why you said it's accountable. Yeah. Um, what we put down and what we commit, I suppose. It's so encouraging to revisit though. Mm-hmm. Knowing that you are going to go back at the end of the week and be held accountable and write mm-hmm. it down. So it encourages you to use the journal. Whereas I think like that some things give you a prompt and then you're left to go off. Do you know what I mean? And that, for, for the way my brain works, that doesn't work for me. The way you have laid this out is perfect for my brain. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. And enjoy your journey. And we will talk to you again soon. Thank you so, so much. much.